All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. All day long, I've been I've been like reading articles about Nathan Hills the Knicks, just trying to consume as much external uh, observation about this book as I possibly can before I lose it all because I finished it last night. You were saying you just finished a book. Yeah. And you become obsessed with it. Well, I'm just fascinated by it. It's probably it's probably one of the more important books I've ever read because mm-hmm. I, re- I like to read pulpy things. Right. Which I'm not ashamed by, but like I, I, I'm just completely gobsmacked by the relevance of this book. Like you read it and you cannot understand that it was written before November 2016, considering some of of the cultural overtones. It's funny because you brought that up with Infinite Jest today too, and there's a whole character in Infinite Jest who is literally a former celebrity who becomes the president. Yeah. And that's kind of like what half of the book is about. Is it similar with the Knicks? Um, Not so much... uh, celebrity but just about everything that is that is questionable about artificial americana okay. is relevant in the next it's a book about fake news oh is, really is what it is wow cool yeah. it's a book about how when you lie mm-hmm. the lie may as well be truth right i see what you're saying because of how people react to it because once it's perceived a certain way it's you can't reverse it right and it's about family and it's about all kinds of uh, other things. It's very long, uh, so it took me quite a long time to read it. But it was just, it was tremendously satisfying and entertaining. I want to say that too. It wasn't just like a slog, and I feel no. like a better person for having read it. It was fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a good way. I feel that way sometimes when I, even when I watch a good movie. Like you know how you watch you watch The Godfather and you don't feel like you you like oh, I haven't done anything today. You're like I watched the the Godfather today. <laughs> I've been doing this bit for weeks ever since I, I watched the Godfather. I know. Wait, it's amazing how many references to the Godfather there are in life. I know that you don't pick up on until you've seen the Godfather. Until you watch the Godfather. So constantly, I'm turning to Becky and I'm like, "That's from the Godfather." You might, <laughs> you might not know this. <laughs> Have you? Watch the second one yet? No, because uh, I'm always watching TV. Okay, you don't need to be so deeply uh, disappointed okay. in me. You know, I work hard. I've got a lot going I know, on. I know you do. You have your creative writing. Right. Oh, now that- <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I was just being a dick. <laughs> you were being such a dick. <laughs> I was being a dick because we talked about this that on the podcast. That was profoundly dickish. Within the last couple You weeks. really undermined my great passion. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Godfather's pretty good, though. Yeah. I, like, I like The Godfather. In short. It's a good one. Okay, uh, I don't know why I want to start off on this, but it's the top. It's the top of my list. Okay. Did you see that uh, Just for Laughs got bought by Howie Mandel? By Howie Mandel of all people. How we do it? <laughs> yeah. So not only is he coming back with a new season of Deal or No Deal, is he? Yeah, they're bringing they're bringing Deal or No Deal back. Right. He's coming back. Okay. I think you've you've told me that before, and I've asked every time if Meghan Markle is coming back. Yeah, she's not likely. No, I mean, she's okay. not confirmed to could, not be in it. Could you imagine <laughs> if she just did it and didn't make a big deal out of it? Like she just showed. All up. right, uh, Meghan, can you show that by? And it's clearly just <laughs> Meghan Markle. That's the lovely Meghan. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Meghan. Meghan, and that's you it. Are like going to be the queen? They someday. don't make a thing out of it. Uh, she's not going to be the queen someday. It's never going to happen. Um, yeah. So he, he bought just for laughs incredibly along with a company. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, I, I don't know how much stake he had versus the company. I think he's like involved in the company. 
But he's their Canadian representative because it's a famously Canadian right. festival. Yeah. Although he's not from Montreal. It's funny because literally at the top of the entertainment news, Howie Mandel and U.S. investor group acquired Just for Laughs brand. So it makes it <laughs> seem like he's like 90% of the charge. Yeah, it seems like he's the Rupert Murdoch of Just for Laughs. Yeah. <laughs> well, good for him. Sure. How we do it. I watched uh, the new Family Guy the other day, and I haven't like routinely watched Family Guy yeah. in a very long time. But at the end of last week, it came out that they were going to try something a little bit experimental on Family Guy this week. For this particular episode. Yeah, so do you remember a couple years ago, you may or may not have seen this, uh, they did an episode where Stewie and Brian got locked in a bank vault. It was like no. this very strange, the animation was a little bit heightened. Okay. The comedy was sparse. And okay. It was just a, clearly a, an exercise in experimental writing. Okay. This is kind of similar to that, except it's its own thing yet again. And uh, in terms of television... PlayStation bought all the ad time so they wouldn't have to break for commercial. Oh. Which is kind of different. So they were just like making various PlayStation references throughout the show? Never. Never. Oh. It's ju- I think they just saw this episode and it's all one scene. Okay. So, I mean, they could have broken it and then like faded back in after the commercial break, but a lot of it is very monologue driven. Like Stewie does all the talking in this episode. Really? And, uh, so I think maybe they just showed it to some potential advertisers and PlayStation was like, yeah, no, we'll pay for this. You shouldn't take any breaks. Really? Was it funny? It was Did... sort of funny. It was it was sad. Really? Um, what? And <laughs> it's just Stewie talking the whole time? Yeah, it's about Stewie goes to a psychologist and okay. he like puts on this big front, but then he like kind of breaks down his own emotions and it's clearly it's about uh, Seth MacFarlane's insecurities and it's got all kinds of crazy stuff. I can, like it was frustrating for me to see on Reddit the next day that a lot of people were calling it the worst episode of Family Guy ever. Uh, because, you know, if you didn't laugh your ass off, right. it's not because they tried and you just weren't finding it funny. Right. They tried to do something like provocative and it Different. was. Yeah. And you kind of enjoyed it? I really enjoyed it. It was a play. Oh, good. It was like watching right. a play. Okay, cool. But Stewie Griffin happened to be the main character. Interesting. And he did 98% of the talking, and then the shrink did the other bit of talking, and it was Sir Ian McKellen. Okay. Who's that? Gandalf. Oh, Sir Ian McKellen. Yeah. I thought you said Serena McKellen. <laughs> See, I'm slurring because I'm too tired <laughs> and brain dead. Serena McKellen. Wow. Yep. Good get. Yeah. Man, so I, I that makes me want to watch just both of those episodes. I've never heard of those before. Well, normally, like I said, I'm kind of over Family Guy. Like, I'll toss it on if I'm trying to fall asleep or yeah. something. Uh, but I don't keep up with it until a new season gets mm-hmm. kind of uh, flung on Netflix. But this one had enough interesting conversation around it that I was like, oh, yeah, check this out. And it was worth my time. I will say that I feel it takes more talent to intersperse that into an episode and make it funny. Mm-hmm. So, like, keep it on tone with your brand rather than completely veering left. But, I mean, they've been doing it for 15 years. It's not on brand in that, like, so much of the laughs in a Family Guy episode are just completely random cutaways. True, yeah. And they don't do any cutaways. It's more, like, funny, like, and this sounds like such a Colin Sweets thing to say, but it's more funny in the way, like, Aaron Sorkin is funny. It's just like, ah, that's so witty because you said it quickly. Right. Uh, And that's kind of how Stewie talks in this episode. Gotcha. I feel, they kind of almost did an episode like that, just with like a therapist kind of like breaking down a main character. They kind of did an episode like that in uh, Rick and Morty. Okay. And it was 
ridiculous because it was the pickle Rick episode. Okay. Where he turns himself into a pickle and like, it's kind of become like a, it hasn't really become like a meme, but you'll see pickle Rick. Like they made a pickle Rick vandal donut oh, and like yeah, a pickle yeah, yeah. Rick t-shirts. Those exist and stuff. It's just, are you up on vandals donuts? I've never had them for, I guess you're gluten intolerant. Yes. Uh, Free plug for Vandal's Donuts mm-hmm. uh, inside Gus's Pub in Halifax. If you want a sweet donut, that's the place. And it also says coffee and sandwiches. It makes me want to try one of their sandwiches or something if they have a gluten-free bread. They probably uh, do. They said they had a gluten-friendly like donut. I don't know if that uh, means like there's no gluten in it or yeah, that's useless. they just can't. I mean, in that's, any that's place. That's like water-resistant up to nine <laughs> inches. In any... In any um, place where they're baking it's hard to say yeah this is completely gluten-free because there's flour everywhere i don't yeah. know i must get it on everything what would happen to you would you just get like violently ill or no no gassy i, I or... don't think so i think i would just get kind of like pains and like my like lower abdomen, abdomen yeah and kind of be like uh this isn't you know it's a little uncomfortable it'd probably be worth it i could probably break the streak one time maybe except for that because you have been so cleansed of gluten it would probably be even more unpleasant yeah your might. system is kind of rid of it it might anyway whatever okay, i would really check out this new family guy it is kind of a narrative device that's been used before it's so openly expository mm-hmm. uh to have a character be in therapy because you just have this like separate character who's irrelevant to the story come in and just prod just right. ask questions and then this character gets to bear their soul <laughs> so this ba- <laughs> stewie who is a baby Yep. Is just talking about his insecurities. Well, and... this is what was kind of interesting about it is they finally addressed some of the weird inconsistencies with Stewie's character. Like, why does he have a British accent? Oh, really? And is what's his sexuality? Because that's ambiguous. Really? So they go there, yeah. Wow. And why does he have a British accent? I think you should watch it. Really? Okay. Yeah. Does Is it a good answer? I mean, it's it's like, oh, weird. Okay. You know? Right. Interesting. Nothing is gonna like. Is it an hour? Blow your mind. I think it's like forty minutes. Okay. I don't really know why. Right. Yeah. I think they but just it, wrote an episode and they didn't want to cut it down. Right. It doesn't seem like something they could do in twenty minutes. But you watched this live. Uh no, I I, I watched it after the fact. Oh okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That, but I'll good. watch that. Uh, did you see SNL? You you saw it. I did. Did you love it? Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Good one. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like you know again. Uh, I, nothing was. There's none of those episodes, none of those Ariana Grande. I think Chance was probably the best episode this year. To I think me. that's probably fair. Yeah. I, I think that since Christmas, it's been pretty quiet yeah. on SNL. I mean, yeah. Bill Hader's really great. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of talk about his anxiety on SNL, and I, that really came through during the monologue to me. Yeah. He seemed nervous. Well, he said on B- Bill Simmons' podcast, did you end up listening to that? No, I haven't. He says that John Mulaney helped write some of his monologue, and he started his monologue like the last time he did it with, I'm so nervous, because yeah. he just knew that he was going to be so nervous. And yeah, he said before every before every episode, he was super tense. He like, it doesn't come off in the show at all, but like he, like, he hated. Yeah actually doing the show every week and he said one time maya rudolph right before the show started and he was supposed to be some character and was like super tense and she just walked up behind him and stuck her finger up his butt <laughs> like right like literally at like the three two and she was kind of like relax bill jeez yeah he told another story about how paul mccartney came up next to him and he was just like oh you're really nervous oh really yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious um and uh he was telling sam jones 
on uh, I don't know if you've ever watched uh, the off the camera show on Netflix. No, so Sam Jones is this like celebrity photographer. He's like one of the go-to Annie Leibovitz-esque photographers in cool. Hollywood. Yep. And his uh, his style is always highly exposed black and white shots. They okay. make you look very nice. And so he has a talk show on Netflix called uh, Outside the Camera or something like that. Just mm-hmm. type in Sam Jones. Um, and it's shot the way his photos are shot. So it's very exposed in black and white. And right. he has as famous a guest as you can think of. Really? And he did one with Bill Hader uh, this week in promotion for Barry. And he talked about how there's this PA at SNL who does an impression of Bill where he just like shakes his hands. Like he just kind of, you know how like if you've got like, uh, I don't know, your hands are wet and there's no towels in the bathroom. So you just kind of shake them frantically. Right. That's what this impression of Bill Hader is because he does that backstage. Like he's literally trying to shake the anxiety out of his body because it's very physical for him. Yeah. Wow. And that's just a PA that picked up on it. Yeah. Bill Hader also told an interesting trick he has where he would go out uh, for the sketch and he would deliberately say the line differently than it's written on the cue card. Uh, so like say he's playing a, a game show host or something and he's supposed to come out and introduce the game show. He's supposed to say, good evening, boys and girls. Instead, he'll say, how's everybody doing tonight? And so as soon as he in his head has like uh, broken the rules, mm-hmm. it's like he tricks his brain into thinking, oh, this is okay. If you right. say the wrong thing, you survive. You can still do. Oh, yeah. interesting. Crazy. I thought, did you think the funniest, uh, the funniest skit was maybe the, him being the old man? That was on the really electric. funny. I think that was probably the funniest skit of the night. What did you think of Canadian Harvey Weinstein? That was okay. It's kind of getting some backlash, I guess. There are people who are mad. I think maybe just be, to make light of the Harvey Weinstein thing. But there was a weird line that stood out to me where, because the premise is he's the Canadian Harvey Weinstein. Right. And he says things like, oh, where'd you get those sunglasses? And that's harassment. Right. Uh, But he also says like another example of one of the monstrous things he would say to women is, you look nice today. And that's kind of a a touchy one because there are cases of creepy men saying you look nice today. Right. In kind of a a threatening way. way. Yeah. And so it just like didn't seem uh, very, uh, I don't want to say woke, but. I don't know. It didn't bug. Like I, I didn't pick up on that at all and think, oh, they're going to be in some hot water here just because the whole skit was kind of lame. Speaking of Mulaney, mm-hmm. Stefan was spectacular. Yes. And Mulaney Shy. came out. Yeah. Yeah. So he co-created that character. Yes. Uh, and we were wondering, did he come in to guest write Stefan? Because he is breaking. And I that's, bet he did. And that's Well, he, I mean, he was there. So yeah. obviously he did. Right. Uh, and it was cool to see him come out on update. Yeah. It's funny because he... He's someone who people would, would realize as a celebrity right now. Like, you know, he hosted yeah. the Indie Spirit Awards with him. The and crowd Nicole. clapped. Like, they knew yeah, who he was. Th- yeah. Oh, well, they're, they're, they're the comedy nerds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. No, he's definitely made it. Hmm. I, I first discovered John Mulaney when he did little desk bits with Seth Meyers on Update. Oh, he did little desk he bits. He did two so of come them. come on. Okay. He did, he did one about Girl Guide cookies or Girl Scout cookies. Right. And it was just like a quick little, not unlike what Pete Davidson, Pete Davidson does now, right. except he wore a suit and he was like... Uh, comedies kennedy sure um and it was so funny i listened to the top part which was his album and right i and that i, I came in on john mulaney a little bit before the rest of the world and i'm proud to say it i think he did yeah um did you like pete davidson's thing yes yeah his was great yeah we were just watching a little vignette snl put up on their youtube channel he goes clothes shopping with tan from queer eye right i saw that 
I haven't watched Queer Eye yet, but you gotta watch. It Queer picked Eye. up some buzz. Well, it, everything everybody says about it is true. Yeah. You you watch it and you feel the love and you want to make them proud. Yeah, and it's a very 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 pleasant happy thing to sure. to expose yourself to. I would, and they make would they make Pete look good. You oh, don't really? realize how dumpy Pete is yeah. until you see him in this like form-fitting jean jacket. That's hilarious. Yeah. I'm sure it's the same with everything. Like I saw a video of me doing stand-up karaoke and okay. I was like, "Oh my god. Why do I think I'm like cool at anything?" <laughs> this is the worst my and I'm like like pretty deep into the drinks at this point too. Right. And that couldn't save me at all. Like it did not make me look I, I'm like the opposite of Bill Hader, where I feel way more comfortable than I should. Isn't that the better way to be? Yeah, I guess so. I'm like Happy that a idiot. little. I, I mean, I have a lot of anxiety, but I have both. Like, I have nervousness to do it, and then when I see myself having done it, I still cringe. Right. Like uh, on Saturday, I had to MC this uh, this festival, and mm. it was like a really chill thing. It wasn't a big deal. Right. But I had totally worked it up into this like big thing in my head, and I was so nervous, and I was yeah. freaking out. And it went okay, uh, but uh, sidetrack, Becky and I are doing this project this year where we each record a one-second video every day. Oh, wow. And we're going to turn them into a big like video mash at the end of the year. Cool. And so Becky recorded me uh, on stage as my one-second video that night, mm-hmm. and so I, she recorded a little more than one second. Right. And... I uh, I just I hated it. <laughs> oh, you saw it after the fact and you yeah. didn't like it. I've never seen myself on a stage before. I hated it. I was like, why am I doing that with my hands and why am I why am I standing like a penguin? See, I find I was gonna say the opposite about you and I. I find that am I on your one second video right now? Yeah, I just took one. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I find that I feel natural in the moment, like I feel totally good. Uh, it's gonna be fine, and then I watch it back on video, and it looks like I'm like on the tip of my toes i'm like almost like mouthing words as someone else is talking i just look like i'm really super weird and out See, of it that doesn't stand out to me at all like no. when we do those big staff meetings and you're one of the we have 30 people on staff you're mm-hmm. one of the six people who has to talk at every one mm-hmm. and i always think like if i was in your position i would be dreading it the entire time it's leading up to me. oh really yeah okay well, it's good that it sounds normal because i was even thinking yesterday man i have these meetings all the time and i'm reading through minutes and I don't know that it ever sounds normal. I feel like it always might sound kind of like, and uh, I don't know, uh, it, uh, this thing. No, it never comes off as anything but totally casual. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. You're good. That helps. Where were we Where were we going with that? Uh, being on stage, being, be, being nervous having... versus being comfortable. Right. And Bill Hader. Yeah. Us. Anyway, overall, it was a pretty good episode. Who's coming up this week? Or are they taking a week off? No. Uh, there but, is... Uh, Chadwick Boseman is going to do the next right. one. Right. Yeah, so they are going to take a week off, and then and then it's him, and then it's him. Okay, if not two weeks off. I was going to say I don't like I don't feel like Chadwick Boseman is going to be that good. I but, hope he is. But isn't your theory usually that when you don't have high expectations, that's they right. really meet your expectations, that's or they right. they go above and beyond? So maybe he'll kill it. He's very Did you like how how at the end of the episode, uh, John Hamm just came up on stage? With, oh, uh, I missed that with Bill Hader and like like Bill Hader like flagged him over and and John Hamm just walked up on stage and like was wearing like a baseball cap and sunglasses and yeah. a scarf and kind of like shook his hand and like 
kind of waved to the crowd. And it's that was so that. weird to imagine who's just hanging around because it's an amazing environment. I know. That's so cool. I know. He hasn't done it in a long time, John Hamm. No, he hasn't had much reason to. No, you're right. He's not that busy. Did you notice Keenan Thompson was wearing an East Coast he's, lifestyle sweater? Yep. That's his second or third time that he has. Yeah, he's done it a few times before. He, yeah. he has ties to Nova Scotia and that his wife uh, is from here or her family lives here. Yeah. And he's a big Amano fan. Right. He's eating People that Amano People always run into him there. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be I, cool. I, that, would, that would be pretty cool. That would be sensational. That'd I would find so it pretty bizarre. hard to not like yell what up with that or something. Oh, he must hate that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. One time we were going to Amano and naturally I'm like, oh, maybe we'll see Kenan Thompson there. Yeah. And we didn't see Kenan Thompson, but we did see Nova Scotia premier Stephen McNeil. <laughs> oh, did you yell what up with that? What up him? with that premier? <laughs> I bet he didn't, didn't say fly. Didn't get it. They said, can you please leave? Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So I, I, I said I wouldn't do this. And I've been doing it just because they've made it so easy. Uh, watching American Idol. Oh, God. Okay. They're in week two. And I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll lose interest uh, once the auditions are over. And it's week two now? It's week two, but they do two episodes a week, Sundays and Mondays. Right. And they put the whole damn show on, on YouTube. YouTube. So they're making it so easy. That's good. But they're... why are they on a network? You don't have I to don't watch know. it at all. You don't have to pay anything to watch all of American Idol. I, I think it's almost just as good for the ratings if they, uh, what, if they get... Five million on on uh, Fox, but they get like twenty million on YouTube. Aren't you still going to put it on? Who's paying them for that, though? I don't know. I, I think advertisers just, are, are are paying them to be on their. Well, show. maybe it's one's leveraging the other. So if YouTube's getting huge, they can say, "Look, on YouTube, that's getting so and so." So maybe you know, maybe anyway, it's not very good. They've no. gone down twenty four percent. They've had a twenty four percent ratings drop just oh, in no the way. first week. So already the novelty's worn off. Yikes! It's not it's not fresh enough. The judges aren't compelling enough. Plus, they're already resorting to cheap publicity stunts. This whole thing with Katy Perry and the Kiss. Did you hear about this? No. Okay, so this guy comes in, and I don't know how it came up, but somehow it comes up in the preamble as he's introducing himself that he's never kissed a girl before. And so Katie, she like bends over the desk and she's like, she exposes her cheek like you can kiss my cheek. Right. And so he leans in and kisses her cheek and she's like, try it again. And as he leans in to kiss her cheek, she turns and kisses him on the lips. Okay. Which is great TV. Right. Because this like awkward 17 year old dude with a guitar kissed Katy Perry on the lips. Right. Uh, and he like hammed it up and he like faked a faint and he was like, Oh, how was it for you afterward? And he was like a real cocky ham bone about it, right. which was fine. But then he fucking told the press that it made him uncomfortable. Oh no. Yeah. Which is, which is totally a lie. Yeah. It's totally a lie. Right. And so people started saying, well, uh, if a man had done that, oh, it would have been. And so they made it into this me too thing. Right. Which is heinous yeah it's heinous that is pretty pretty bad but then you might ask yourself did idol uh kind of arrange this did he kiss girl and like it that i, I think he liked it I and really think the taste of it. her cherry chapstick i don't know if he had cherry. it would be amazing to find out if she had cherry chapstick man i guess we'll never know no i don't i don't Actually, need, i don't need to probably know. will now within like a week you think somebody will say? We'll just get a huge like editorial on the entire story. <laughs> it made me uncomfortable because her cherry chapstick and I'm allergic to cherries and she didn't tell me she was wearing cherry chapstick that she was going to... This week's guest me. writer for Huffington Post is 
Connor, what's his name? <laughs> and I was, did he not get through too? No, he got through. Everyone gets through. That's the oh, other right. thing. Everyone gets through. Right. So there's no suspense. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That sounds awful. Stupid show. And here I, I am stopped watching, watching it. it a long time ago anyway. And so did I. And then like, it's almost like it worked. Like I stopped watching it for years and years and they're like, let's bring it back and it'll be an event. And here I am friggin' sitting there watching it. Do you think you'll watch it next week? As long as it's that easy on YouTube, I'll probably put it on. Yeah. Okay. Probably will. No Godfather Part 2. Okay. Did you see? <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Well, like, okay. But to be fair, <laughs> I know I can watch American Idol in six minute increments. And while you're like making food and doing stuff, you're not, nothing. Yeah. You're not going to do that with the Godfather Part 2. You made a whole case about how I have to watch all three and a half hours of the Godfather Part 2 in one sitting. I know. Well, yeah, I guess so. That is what you said. You should. You should be happy about getting to be able to do that. Buddy, I never said I wasn't going to watch it. I'm I'm definitely going to watch it. You shit all over Robert De Niro. You said he's he's what you've heard is he is a disgrace in that movie. Yeah, that's and then Al Pacino can kiss your ass. I said they're all a bunch of <laughs> punk bitches. That's right. And that movie is no good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did say all that. You're so right. I just feel like I need to keep razzing you about it. Okay. Uh, Renee Zellweger playing Judy Garland. The first still came out this week. Looks really good weird yeah let me see if i can find a picture for you because it's like it's it's you don't really even think of her anymore and i mean renee zellweger right uh she kind of looks funny now um, <laughs> as if she never did before well you know like anyway I, her I, whole I, thing has always been like looking funny i that's so true but i mean she like has a bunch of like plastic surgery or something right. she doesn't look like bridget jones anymore yeah yeah uh and she kind of went away i guess for that reason mm-hmm. and i knew they were going to make a judy garland movie and I have to assume it's going to be tremendously sad, mm-hmm. tremendously sad. Uh, and uh, for the longest time, it was supposed to be Anne Hathaway playing Judy Garland. So I'm not really sure what happened to that. I but, feel like uh, that's more of a fit, honestly. Yeah. Well, you might not say that once you've seen this picture. Oh, let me see if I can find it. I don't know why it's so hard to find because it's been everywhere all week. Uh, boy, good radio. There it is. This is also not good radio to show a picture. Oh, that picture. It looks so much like her. Why are you being such a son of a bitch tonight? <laughs> no, I'm trying to make it good good radio. Yeah, it's not great. I know. It's a, yeah, no, she actually does. I'm I'm impressed with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that. How do you feel about biopics in general? Mm, not super hot on them. Like this this Fred Rogers one. The Tom Hanks one? Yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen any trailer for it yet. Well, the one the trailer that's going around is not the Tom Hanks Fred Rogers movie. Oh, it's, it's not. It's the documentary. Oh, it's a doc about the real Fred Rogers. I, so there's two. Oh, okay, I thought the fact that everyone was sharing it and it was just a picture of Fred Rogers, I thought that was a little weird for the Tom Tom Hanks thing. Yeah, no, so that's really just been sense. announced. Like that's in its very early stages. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. I don't know. I think there's got to be a story. To Do you, are you Mr. a Rogers. big biopic fan? I seem to be like I always watch them and I know a good one from a bad one mm-hmm. but generally I think they're overdone. I think too many people get a movie made about them. What's like the best biopic? I guess Ray was a big one. Ray was damn good. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I haven't seen it. It was really good. Um it's weird to just think of like cuz even that one is kind of a type now. I mean mm-hmm. like Walk Hard is a parody of Ray. Uh, right. And like Walk the Line and those like Rockstar uh, right. biopics. Uh, I don't know is there one about like Damien Chazelle's doing the Neil Armstrong uh, biopic. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting. interesting. I think it's Ryan Gosling playing him. Cool. Which is kind of cool. I've always thought there should be a really decent Walt Disney biopic. I I don't know why that hasn't Yeah, totally. Yeah. 
Wasn't there one supposed to be made with like Tom Hanks playing Walt Disney? Well, he played Walt Disney in uh, Saving Mr. Banks, which is more of a, a movie about uh, the woman who wrote Mary Poppins. Oh, okay. And Disney's ushering of her into the Disney family. Gotcha. It's really not a biopic. It's not his story. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I mean, The Social Network is, is also not a biopic, but it's a, an amazing true story involving a person who's famous. Mm, a lot of issues with Facebook this Facebook week. Facebook is not having a good week, man. No. That movie do, illustrates do th- to us that he sells out his friends. Yeah. Do we think he'll bounce back? Yeah, I think probably. Yeah. I think Facebook would be fine. And I, I think it's because Facebook is so fundamental in the world that people aren't even associating their anger over Facebook's gall with the fact that they used Facebook five minutes ago. Right. Like you don't even think that the two are connected. Right. It's so essential. And you also think that you're such a small blip on yeah. what that you're like, yeah, but I mean, it's not me. I know, and there's also going. this attitude of like, well, if the NSA is watching, let them watch. I got nothing to hide. Like, that's right. not a good attitude to have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But a lot of people have it. Right. It's a slippery slope. It is. I don't know. It's been a crazy week. It, there's been like, part of the reason there's so little entertainment news, and I'm having to resort to showing you pictures of Renee Zellweger. <laughs> Which I liked. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yes, I was. I was trying to make a good radio. Um, part of the reason there's so little entertainment news is because... Even more than usual, which is saying something, there's so many politics in the news right now mm-hmm. between whether Trump is going to fire Mueller and mm-hmm. uh, I think Jared Kushner is still kind of on the rocks and mm-hmm. this whole thing with Facebook. And it's all connected. Hey, the Russian election this week. And him firing McCabe. Yeah, that was pretty dirty. Yeah. That was pretty nauseating for sure. Did you um, did you see Ben Affleck's back tattoo? Yes, I did, actually. That's a real thing. That is, he's like girl with the dragon tattoo. He has got is a it dragon. an actual dragon tattoo. It looks like a dragon or like a phoenix or something. Yeah, and it is like a full back tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> it's on giant Ben Affleck. It it is almost kind of refreshing because he's like you saw the town. The town was amazing. Amazing movie. He looks like jacked in the town. Yep, he looks jacked. Well, another like uh, Bruce Wayne. I mean, he's jacked yeah. in that. And it's not inconceivable that he'd have to be shirtless again in a film. I know. <laughs> Did he just get this tattoo? I, I, it would appear so, I think. He just doesn't give a fuck anymore. I think that's part of it. He just doesn't care. He's like, whatever. Like, if people want me for a movie, the back tattoo is not going to stop them. Which I respect. Yeah. And he's made of money. But why but does he want that? Why tattoo? does he want it? That is the big question. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm finally at a point. I'm like, 45? Uh, I bet Ben Affleck is, is 49. <laughs> Time for me to get that dragon tattoo that I've been dreaming of. I've been saving up it's, since it I... It seems like he's wanted that dragon tattoo since he was like 20. Because it does not make sense to want otherwise. Exactly. He is uh, 46. 46. Okay. We would be 46 this year. Okay. So you were closer than I. Yeah. Anyway, good for him. God bless him. I like his tattoo, except it's terrible. <laughs> Remember we talked last week about how Deadpool turned out not so good? Yes. After and all, they, they're going back for reshoots. They went back to the well. Reshoots are done. Okay. They only took six days. I was going to say. They added some exciting cameo that's a mystery. Ooh, I hope it's Stan Lee. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's, we'll see him in a Marvel movie yeah, anytime it soon? Be, it should be Green Lantern. That'd be, oh, that'd be funny. Oh, that would be fun. I think that'd be cool. Uh, and then the trailer's going to come out tomorrow. So maybe by the time you've listened to this podcast, you will you will have seen the new Deadpool trailer. And I don't know if we'll be able to tell if it's any good, but we'll know exactly what we're in for. What was there? There was Green Lantern and also Green... Green Arrow? Green, Green Hornet? Green Hornet. <laughs> 
Green, I didn't mind the Green Hornet movie. Green Hornet was, was not okay. as bad as it is reputed to be. Yeah. It was a fine watch. It was silly. Yeah. I mean, it's Seth Rogen made a superhero movie. Totally. <laughs> That's what you're going to get. I thought it would have had a little more legs, honestly. I thought they could have made a sequel. There was an episode of the 60s Adam West Batman series where they crossed over with oh, the Green okay. Hornet. And like Bruce Lee plays Kato. Like that's right. Bruce Lee. Yeah. And I remember thinking it was pretty fascinating. Like I always thought it was cool that this this guy Green Hornet was like an anti-hero with like a long cool trench coat and a yeah. Dick Tracy fedora and a mask. Mm-hmm. I always found him like a little more fascinating than than Batman. Totally. More mysterious. Yeah. I remember first learning about Batman and not getting it at all. Like when <laughs> when I was watching like the 60s Batman on like YTV. Right. As a as a youth like 6 years old. Mhm. And my dad saying, well, he's Batman, but he's also Bruce Wayne. And and me thinking like, oh my, but no one knows he's Bruce. <laughs> like, so he, so that's Bruce, like pointing, pointing at right. Batman, like, no, that's Bruce. And my dad saying, yes, I think you need to finish primary before you <laughs> yeah. can watch the rest of the yeah. series. <laughs> my problem with, with specifically that Batman, but Batman in general is that someone would follow the Batmobile home. <laughs> like, I know. It, that's, that is a funny point. Like, yeah. it somehow always just manages to, like, like throw everyone off right before going into the Batcave. Yeah. And no one associates, like, oh, God, we, we're always able to follow the Batmobile right to here. And then it's just gone. And it always merges out of the same out of the Yeah, same exit. it always seems to show up. And he visits our friend Mr. Wayne an awful lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But also the premise of that show was how bumbling all the other people are. Right. Batman in general, it's not so much the case, but like Commissioner Gordon and Chief O'Hara are idiots. That's, that's the point. That's true. It The show was born out of comedy. Yes, I think so too. Uh, Pottermore, you know Pottermore, the Harry Potter blog run mm-hmm. by like Warner Brothers and J.K. Rowling. They fired right. their editorial staff, so Pottermore might be shut down. Was it that big of a it's a big deal she she runs it yeah she writes for it like every week what she writes fanfic for it i mean it's not fanfic it's it's canon she writes new canon shit constantly oh my god she she's like a way better version of george lucas isn't she that's very well said absolutely (laughs) she is so in it and she believes it and it's kind of lame but like she's not She's never tried to shake herself of this thing that made her big. And in she's fact, con- she's obsessed with consistently it. Consistently serving the fans and serving them in a way that they want to be served. Yeah. Not taking something and being like, well, screw you. This is my story. That's so right. it's like, what are they going to love? Except for that, we're not really sure what's going to happen next. They might be in some hot water. Right. I guess we'll see. But that has, yeah. But isn't that more of the staff? Well, I don't know. The speculation is that with the firing of the entire editorial staff, this might mean Pottermore is about to be shut down. Mm, crazy. But I don't know. I can't believe I never knew this existed. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah. It's a big Have deal. you been on it much? Uh, no. I used to be on a mailing list, and then I just like changed emails, and right. I, I kind of fell off the, sure. the bandwagon. But it's cool. It's yes. cool if you really are interested in consuming that much Harry Potter stuff. Do you still listen to that podcast where they do like one chapter every week? I just kind of lost interest. It got very political. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. People need to stay in their lanes sometimes. I know. I know. Yeah, it's just, it kind of got repetitive too. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't really for me, but it was okay. All right. Um, 13 Reasons Why coming back for its second season fairly soon. Are you okay? Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that. You emptied the I bottle. finished my cider. You emptied the cider. Yes. 
13 Reasons Why, coming back for its second season, they've decided to include uh, suicide prevention PSAs in their episodes now. Okay. So, like, characters from the show are like, hi, I'm such and such, and I play this person. But you might know me as Jake. <laughs> exactly. And then what I'm here to tell you, don't kill yourself. <laughs> That's exactly what they said. Yeah. But it's kind of cool. I think it's actually kind of wise. It's good PR. Because one, so. one of the issues last year was that it was a very triggering show for people. Totally. So not only do they have these PSAs on each episode or on some of the episodes, uh, Netflix has uh, attached a downloadable discussion guide oh, good. to the season. So like, if you think your uh, loved one might be dealing with some of this stuff, here's how you can talk about it with them. And to our knowledge, there hasn't been, there was no case of like, like someone citing 13 reasons why and like a and then killing themselves or anything. I don't think so. I don't think they would have rushed to come back. I don't so think it could push anything that far. I, I don't think the show's trying to do that. Um, I don't either, but the, but the premise is ugly. The premise is a little ugly. Yeah. It seems that we talked about that when we did the show. And the book is, it's another one of those big little lies situations. The book is done now. So how are they going to do a season two? All right. And like Catherine Langford, who plays that girl who killed herself in the first episode of the first season, but somehow was still the star of the series is coming back for season two. <laughs> I don't get it. Huh? Is it a prequel? Uh, I don't know. I, I think this one's going to deal with a school bombing. Oh, God. Yeah. Like another incredibly lofty topic to deal with with teenagers. Hey. Is the OA coming back? Oh, man, the OA. Whatever happened with the OA? It must have been a year since the OA came Definitely. out. But nobody talks about season two. No one ever talks about the OA. Did it end on a cliffhanger? Yeah, a little bit. That's too bad. Yeah. See, that was kind of at the dawn of Netflix starting to just spray stuff out every week. OA was like, oh my God, this is going to be the next Stranger Things. It was post Stranger Things, yeah. but it was before we got super used to there being new shows all the time. So we were like, oh, this is a big deal. But then nobody really talked about it. It just went away. Yeah. Went away. I got to tell you too, uh, I've been listening to uh, Are You Talking R.E.M. Remy? Yeah. And... Are they doing more episodes of that? They're doing an episode like every week of a oh, different God. album, I think, until they're done. Um, so, And I think they recorded it in a pretty small amount of time, but it's getting more and more enjoyable. Like the first couple episodes were actually insufferable. Yeah. Like I think they were excited to be back together and they were just being super obnoxious. Right. Uh, and then I'm on to the third or fourth episode now. Mm. And I actually listen to the album like after they do it because once they get into the music, it's actually really good okay so it's like an hour and a half and probably 30 to 40 minutes of actual music talk kind of like our some jokes yeah that's right yeah um although they're doing like little bits okay and everything where it's like oh is this another episode of we're talking about film and then they have like this music that plays and it uh, and they do that every episode at least like three times right at, at, at the discussion of any film i know you love those improv podcasts but i just have a really hard time following them I have a hard time following that one. I'm like, I would not, I would not just put anyone onto. Are you talking REM Remy? Because it's, it can <laughs> be a ridiculous name, a, a bit of a slog. But I, I'm starting to really, really enjoy it. Like this episode, they're talking about um, how they both went to see Springsteen on um, Broadway. Broadway. Oh god! And they said it was just incredible. Yeah. And they, so they were talking more normally. It was less like bit heavy stuff and more just them talking about you know, stuff that kind of interested them and Damn. making it a little funny. I would so love to go to that show. Well, Scott Ackerman was saying, you know, like he's kind of a successful podcaster and yep. he had to enter a lottery to win tickets. Yep. <laughs> 
and ended up being like front row. Oh. And he said the people were so intense about like, you know, have, having your cameras out, like do not bring your camera out. And they like would yep. shine a strobe on the camera if they ended up bringing it out. But they said it was super theatrical and he actually is like kind of doing monologues. Oh yeah. In between and like he's like calling himself a like a bit of a fraud and kind yep. of like knocking himself down. He's not and, just like a pop star who's like doing the casino tour. Springsteen right. is a real artist and he struggles with shit. Yeah. 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 And they started talking about the chances of him getting an EGOT. Uh, oh, yeah. How far away he is. Anyways. Well, he's got uh, a Grammy and the Oscar. He, he could get a Tony for, if he writes a song for this show, he could easily get a Tony for being on Broadway now. I'm sure he probably will get a uh, Tony for being on Broadway now just because in some sometimes special they category. just give, give it to a name because too, Because the right? show is big. But like Emmy though. Someone said he's indirectly got an Emmy. Okay. So I don't know if that means like maybe they used a song on one of his shows and that show got an Emmy. an original or... song though. Right. Yeah. But so... that's possible. Or maybe he's really close. If I were him, I'd be writing songs for shows all the time, just sending them out. <laughs> hey, this is us. Here's a new song I've got. It is musicians and composers who uh, who are like most likely to get their ego. That's right. The first time ever after the Oscars this year, mm-hmm. there's a guy who became the first ever double EGOT. No way. Yeah. And he's a composer. He was already an EGOT winner, but he won another uh-huh. Oscar this year and rounded at his second EGOT circle. Do you know the most famous EGOT winner? Uh... I mean, I don't know. Whoopi Goldberg has got Whoopi one. Whoopi Goldberg is. Yeah. I, that's who I was going to mention. Uh, although Audrey Hepburn, I think, has one too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was it Audrey Hepburn or what's her mom's name again? Catherine Hepburn and Audrey Hepburn are not mother and daughter. They have no relation whatsoever. Is that who you're thinking of? But she has a famous mother, doesn't she? Or Audrey Hepburn? Audrey Hepburn's daughter? You're thinking of Judy Garland, Liza Minnelli. That's who I'm thinking. Yeah. of. Yeah, Liza Minnelli does have an egot. You're right. Liza Minnelli does. Yeah. Oh, wow. Crazy. I know. I, that wasn't even where I thought I was going with it, but that's cool. Anyway, I named two <laughs> EGOT winners. Yeah. Very good. Mm-hmm. And then most of them are behind the scenes people who write songs. You've yeah. never heard of them, but yeah. like probably Andrew Lloyd Webber or something. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't even, oh, Mel Brooks. Oh, okay. He's got one. You want to go for it? Let's do it. Okay. We'll start here. <laughs> we have a keyboard and everything. Oh, you mean you want to go? I thought, yeah, I thought you meant you want to like get into the shows. No, no, I want to get an EGOT. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, first, I'll start by the new doing the new uh, show show podcast theme song. Right, right. We're talking about shows. If you listen to my new Star Wars podcast, Recorder Sixty Six, yeah. you will hear the theme song that I wrote and recorded for that podcast. Really? Yeah, in the first episode. What is it? Well, you'll have to listen to that podcast. Is it like a it. funny song? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is inarguably funny and a song. Do you play it on keyboard? Yeah. Oh my God. You should hear it. I feel like, can we plug this in the episode right now to give people a preview? Uh, no. Okay. Go listen to the podcast. I want to plug my <laughs> other podcast. Okay, fine. <laughs> no, I do have one more entertainment news thing before we get into shows. Okay. And we've actually rambled a lot more than I expected to. Uh, <laughs> have you heard about Shia LaBeouf? Uh, no. He's making a movie. He's okay. directing a film in which he's also starring. The movie's called Honey Boy. Honey Boy is the nickname. Tell me it's a Winnie the Pooh thing. It's not. Okay. <laughs> Another Winnie the Pooh movie. Uh, he, uh, Honey Boy was his childhood nickname. It's what his father used to call him. Okay. In the movie, he's playing his father. And Lucas Hedges from Manchester by the Sea is playing Shia LaBeouf. Oh. 
which is weird because he can't be that much older than Lucas Hedges. No. But he's going to play Lucas Hedges' dad, a.k.a. And, his own dad. And didn't he, like, grow up in the woods with, like, a circus family? His parents were big hippies, yeah. Yeah. And I thought they were actually, like, in, like, they did, like, a vaudeville act or something. Maybe maybe so. Like, I think he has a very odd relationship specifically with his dad, and that's what this movie is about. Whoa. All right. Is there a trailer? No, it was just it's announced. It's just announced. Okay. He's going to direct Honey Boy. He wrote it with Honey another Boy. person. And he's going to play his dad while another guy plays him. And huh? I find this so confusing. Honey Boy LaBeouf. Honey Boy LaBeouf. Wow. Because Shia wasn't weird enough. Honey Boy himself is writing the movie? <laughs> That's right. Written by HB. God. Wow. Let's go into shows. That's amazing. All right, sweet. I'm going to recap Rise. Okay. Uh, although I watched it several days ago, so I, I, I don't know if I can do it perfect justice, but I'm going <laughs> to do my best. A lot of stuff happening. A lot of stuff happened. I'm going to go on go. All right. This uh, is the new NBC drama starring Josh Radner. It's called Rise. I'll start in three Two, one, go. Lou is a high school English teacher who really has no engagement from his students. He has no soul in his career. He offers to take over the student drama department, which is run by this really obnoxious woman who the principal hates. He goes in. She's kind of mad that he takes over, but he decides, no, we're not going to do Grease again. That's too easy. We're going to do Spring Awakening. It's going to be provocative. The students actually kind of like it, but then there's a bit of an uproar because it's too provocative, and he gets kicked off the play, and they bring that other lady back. And then there's this big bonfire in the student parking lot <laughs> where they burn all the pirates of Penzance costumes. Wow. While chanting satanic hymns? I don't know. While having a group sing-along suite. Yeah. Literally, I thought it, I thought it was just music playing in the background, and I hoped it was, and then I saw the mouths of all of the students the, singing at the exact same time, and I could not believe it. It was amazing. Melodrama of burning the, the principal says no we're not going to do spring awakening we're going to do pirates of penzance instead because we have the costumes already and we don't have to pay for the rights and so they burn the pirates of penzance costumes in this ridiculous on school property they burn on, school it, property and the principal's still in the school it's like seven o'clock at night yeah. and like everyone's still there and, and they there are all teachers run out. there and they're just like allowing this and for some reason like josh radner like lou pulls up to be like, what's happening here? <laughs> and they're all like, solidarity. Yes, it is douchey. And Rosie Perez, like, I don't know where this is supposed to take place, but if it's anywhere outside New York, it seems a little bit ridiculous because she's got this, like, hardcore, like, Bronx totally. accent where it's like, whoa, why, why, did you, why are these students all thinking? Like, uh, um, okay. So you sat there and you actually wrote yourself an email with all of the issues I you have with this pilot. I started toward the end and i worked my way back thinking back to other things that were happening i would like to say off the top i didn't hate this pilot i didn't okay but it's rife with issues and i'm willing to hear any issues you might have because i'm sure you're right let me start by saying this okay so like a show like friday night lights is very well liked yeah kind of like critically acclaimed you yeah. know it's it's got like a good rotten tomatoes and it's because they took their sweet ass time mm -hmm. They didn't introduce 15 characters with 15 different like hot topic issues of the day yep. all in the first episode mm -hmm. while like really typecasting all of the characters as well. Totally, totally. Like, now, it's worth mentioning it's from the makers of Friday Night Lights. Is it actually? Yes. That blows my mind. You didn't know that. No. Okay, so this is what was interesting to me. 
to me, and you're right, they did rush the pilot. They tried to force too much in at first, just yeah. like Glee did. They followed Glee's model there. They're really? like, here's all the misfits. They're going to audition. Thought... This is how we're going to introduce them in this smash cut of their auditions all being misfits. But Glee even didn't take itself that seriously. No, it didn't. It kind of poked fun no, at No, it's Glee with the tone of Friday Night Lights. Right. And it's exactly the same as Friday Night Lights. It's not as good, mm-hmm. but it's this heavily American t- small town... Where they're stuck in their conventions and they love their football Mm -hmm. and this fatherly character of the community, like figure in the community, is going to save everybody's life, including the star football player. Right. But... Which is also a glee trope. I I just feel like at least the coach in Friday Night Lights, it didn't... Although he's like a super serious character, it just didn't seem as... (laughs) like. I don't really know how to put it. It just didn't seem quite as dramatic. Like when the when Rosie Perez is like, "You never cast football." Yes, they'll kill us. Right, they'll kill. Like, what's the, rule number one? Never cast football. Yeah, Shut it's like up. It, like that's a, a theater moniker. Yes. Um, Josh Radner dressing exactly like a TV English teacher. Yeah, like he's wearing like a dark green corduroy. Like, that's how Ted Mosby blazer. dressed too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, the Catholic character that can't be gay. And he says, while talking, he's like, my parents have been too much. I've got a sister with Down syndrome. Right. I'm like, okay, come I know. on. I know. And I felt like including that in that, like, it was just uh, um, coercing and borderline blackmailing the football player to audition Yep, was just straight up wrong. It was wrong. It was, and, it was unethical. And there was no, like, there was no... The teacher wasn't wrestling with that at all. He's no. straight up like, oh my God, we saw him at a pep rally and he ignited the crowd. He's the one who I want. And I also found like he's kind of being a bit of a dick to the to the people that are super dedicated for no reason. He's yeah. like, I'm going to make that guy my star. I'm going to make this guy who clearly really loves it a gay character. And uh, like, yeah. I really gonna just... make him the character he's most uncomfortable being. I be- yeah, I believe that is gonna work out for some reason. And and like, there's no citing of like any of his previous experience in theater. He's nope. just like, hey, and that happened so quick. And I kind of liked that that he happened says he so quick. He directed like a, a a show at camp when he was like a kid. Right. That was his experience yeah. in theater. And I I kind of like that he. He just sat down. And he's like, "Listen, I know you're not gonna want me to do this," and and the principal just says, "Yeah, you can have drama, whatever." <laughs> like, okay, great. Good well, and, like and then that. further to that, he goes and interrupts the drama rehearsal and says, to say. to, <laughs> says to Rosie Perez in front of her students, "I'm taking over the drama class," and he's like, "No one told you." <laughs> like, why? Yeah, you found the worst time to do this. Yes. Um. So then there's like the the whole like the mom who's working with the daughter at the cafe and she's really like hooking up with a bunch of different people. Right. Including oh, the yeah. coach, the coach who's the father of one of the girls. And he's who's the also, biggest cliche ever. Football totally. He's coach. like, the, don't you go talking to <laughs> what is he yeah. saying? He's like, uh, stay away from, stay away from Robbie or yeah. whatever. Just, the name, just that player. his name is Robbie. Is yeah, a cliche. I know. Um, all the Hamill drops, here, all that rap in Hamilton in the yes. kitchen was really cringy for yeah, me. Yeah, I was like, I ha- I'm sure Lin-Manuel Miranda was just like, whatever, let him, let him use it. I don't care. Yeah, I guess. Um, here is the thing that I loved more than anything. And I don't know if I missed part of it, but it was the fact that they have like a son in high school 
or like first year university and they find alcohol in his room and they have a like oh my god he's back on booze you're going to AA. you're going to a yeah i actually wrote alcoholic son question mark all caps lol aa right and like, like obviously that's something they're going to explore later like they're going to tell us the backstory of why they already know their 18 year old son is an alcoholic, an alcoholic. like you're moving a bit fast there i feel like every 18 year old has had a moment where you know th- they drink too much even yeah. if it's every weekend right like you're it, they'll it, probably grow out of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, is he waking up at like and and like taking shots before going to school? Because that yeah, might be a moment where maybe it's that. But they're gonna have to make that really intense. Yep. Um. Okay. And then you got a trans character that was just like, I couldn't believe how it was easily. a little shoehorned. Yes. Yeah. Totally shoe. Like I felt like everything was the homeless light guy. <laughs> yes. That's eating, been done before. E- he sleeps a, in the AV room, eating a can of beans. Uh, the overdramatic rehearsal highlighting everyone's talents with yep. no downsides. Like first, <laughs> he's like, hey, what if you tried saying it like you mean it? And all of a sudden, Robbie's like, oh, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> and then it's like the most incredible thing ever. Some incredible direction. Uh, yeah, you stay away from Robbie Thorne, I wrote down. Uh, no one's name is Robbie Thorne. <laughs> the mom saying... You're going to be a movie star. Is that it? <laughs> and the daughter responding, I just want to get out of this town. Yep. That's been uh, said before in things. This this made me laugh so hard. And I don't know if you caught it. You're I had so to, wound up. I had I'm to, loving this. I had to like really stop and replay it over again. When the <laughs> principal said, I've got four teachers. I've got four teachers to fire this <laughs> week. Don't make yourself one of them. Wouldn't like, that mean you have five teachers? What is that? <laughs> what is happening in this school? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really, are you constantly firing? Like just this week alone? Like what? Amid the school year? Like I know that in the U.S. they're like, oh, you know, schools are on a shoestring budget. But are they really just capping t-shirt teachers like left, right? I don't think so. Oh god. Uh, the gay characters' parents being like, like taking the them most obvious route and saying like, yeah, we don't want you to do this right after he, he's like, I'm going to leave the script with you. I'm going to let you guys read it. This overnight. is very important to me. I it's hope like, I have your support. Yeah. And they're like, no. Yeah. How about we just go the most obvious way yeah. possible? Like stonewall our yeah. son. No, you can't do this. What about that Barb cameo? Was Barb in it? Yeah. Shannon Pulser or Purser or whatever her name is. She was one of the, one of the misfits. Really? Yep. Which one? The one that looked like Barb. <laughs> yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to rewatch. All right. Although there's no way I'm going to do that. Um, Josh Radner, the speech about how he believes theater can be different and how he doesn't think he'll ever be the same after this week. Yeah. Like a little bit, a little bit much. A little rushed for um, sure. And then I say the parking lot burning of Pirates of Penzance. Which is just outrageous. Wow. And singing. that's a pretty good show. They should just do Pirates of Penzance. <laughs> Yeah, good show. Yeah, and Sullivan. He even says that. Yeah, he's like, uh, you know, they're not letting us do Spring Awakening, and I can't be the the drama teacher. But you guys are going to do Pen- Pirates of Penzance, and it's going to be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> he's even like, yeah, let's uh, not get too upset. That's a good show. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Spring Awakening is ridiculous to do in high school. I think so too. It's ridiculous. Maybe I'm a prude, but they're in high school. Like yeah. when I was in the high school musical, we did cabaret, which is about a nightclub. It's about a burlesque nightclub in Nazi Germany. Yeah. And so we had like girls. Were you in it? Yeah, I was in it. We were in we had high school girls 
in lingerie right on the stage oh my god was that like i can't believe we did that was that your dream did you get to kiss any of them not anybody in the in the lingerie Ah, okay no but did you kiss someone else in the show i played an old man (laughs) (laughs) i played an old jewish fruit vendor which in hindsight was incredibly anti-semitic like my depiction of this character (laughs) which i didn't want it to be but i didn't know better oh god anyway so it's like also not an appropriate high school play right and yet it got done but this is 2018 where of course there's people who are going to be upset about all the like oral sex that's happening in this high school play excuse me show they call it a show when it's a musical right <laughs> yeah don't say break a leg either i'm sure they'd chew you out for that one but yeah exactly sorry, don't say good luck or uh you should say break a leg Macbeth. yeah right um is, is the title good it's called rise i think that's a bullshit title too yeah it's a buzzword yep rise 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 Brutal. what it should be called like it honestly should be called either drama <laughs> <laughs> Or Glee 2. Or the name of the school. Yeah. Which is what? I don't know. It's probably John Adams High. Drama High. Yeah. Drama High. <laughs> it's based on Fame. A, it's based. Oh my God. Actually, the name of the book is like something. Uh, yeah. So it's based on a real teacher where this kind of happened. Like he was like the renegade drama teacher who all the students fell in love with and he helped them find themselves. But there was a bit of a controversy because the guy in real life is gay and they're playing the character straight. Oh my God. I just found the best thing. Okay. Maybe maybe I subconsciously put this in my head. But do you know what the book was called? It was named after the school? Drama. It was called Drama High. Drama High. <laughs> that is a terrible <laughs> name. How perfect is that? Because I said, why don't you call it Drama or the High School? You know what that says to me? It's that the creators of the show Rise know a bad title when they hear one, mm-hmm. and they still called it Rise. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think they were like, whatever, anything's better than Drama High. I guess their bar was set so low after yeah. they heard Drama High. Rise sounds amazing. Yeah, it does not sound amazing, though. No. You know what's weird? You know how often I say on this podcast, this is a good show, but I'm not going to watch it? Yeah. This is not a good show. And, I'm and gonna you're wa- going to watch gonna it. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Show. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. I could see you wanting to continue watching but it. But it's, it's not good, and I don't give it my ass. No. If you want something that's really uh, like pulpy and fluffy and like... Your your heart is kind of empty after the end of This Is Us, which is actually quality drama. Yeah. Maybe give it a shot. Uh-huh. But generally, I would not put my seal of approval on it. And we were talking a couple weeks ago about how uh, Josh Radner, you know, was one of those characters in How I Met Your Mother that wasn't necessarily enjoy, like, didn't, he took himself maybe a little bit more seriously. Josh Radner in general takes himself very seriously. Right. And then he does this show. Yep. And I think he gets a lot more from How I Met Your Mother than something like this, which is like, yes. this is garbage, you dude. Yes. What are you doing? Absolutely. It's uh, garbage. It's not good. It is not good. It's not a good show. It is not a good show. Do you give it your ass? <laughs> <laughs> I give it 100% on the tomato meter. No, yes. I will I will never tell anyone that I watched this show. Besides Most certainly not. I'm sorry I recommended recording. it. No, I'm, I'm happy you did because... You got to take the good with the bad, and these stuff. There's no way we're gonna know if we don't watch it. That's right. I was kind of excited for it, so I'm really, I'm, totally. I'm actually kind of disappointed. I was down to explore it. Like yeah. I thought, you know, I thought it was going to be pretty good. Yeah. I was surprised at how bad it was in Man. the end. That's too bad. Okay. Well, maybe you felt differently about the show that you're going to recap, yes. which is Sneaky Pete, and you may begin your recap of that in three, two, one.
Go. Okay, Giovanni Ribisi is in jail. I don't remember his character's name. He's uh, rooming with this roommate who talks about his grandparents' house all the time, but he hasn't been back in 20 years. Sneaky Pete, a con man, actually goes to Giovanni Ribisi, a con man, uh, actually goes to this man's house to live there, realizes they're all bail bondsmen, uh, starts working with the daughter who is in over her head because she gave a bail bond to a huge convict or a huge mob boss. Uh, that he has to figure out how to stop. Um, yeah, I didn't really get to the end of it because I was, I saw thirty seconds come up. Okay, so well, what I want to cover also is that he passes himself off as, as their grandson, right. yes, as their long lost nephew because he Pete. hasn't seen them in twenty years. I don't even know Giovanni Ribisi's character's name in it. Marius. Marius. Okay. Marius is his character's name, but right. he he goes by Peter. He's right. sneaky Pete. And so you use the term bail bondsman. Did they use that in the show? Yes. I'm not familiar with that term, but I, I really just so, kind of saw them as PIs. So essentially, you know, no, no, it's not like that. It's like they will uh, give money up front to someone for, for bail. Okay. So if there's someone who is in trouble with the law, um, you could you could go in. And but why were they sticking up that guy, Abraham? Why were they chasing him like they're friggin' secret agents? Which guy's Abraham? The big, scary, hulking guy that was the last 20 minutes of the episode. Oh, right. Well, apparently he was the one who took out the bail bond, which I don't really know why he took out a bail bond because he's a mob boss. Like, he doesn't yeah. need 20 grand to... But he was kind of skipping on that, Like he, and then he wasn't going to show up for court. Right. So they didn't. They weren't going to get paid. Um, essentially, it's, it's basically like you're a cash lender for criminals. Yeah. Um, and then when they don't pay, you need to go out and get money from them. I always have a hard time believing it when... Or you I, need to bring them to the police and then they make you pay. I have a hard time buying it when a character is <clears throat> like a token tough guy mm -hmm. and somebody's pointing a gun in his face and he's like, do it, I dare you. The yeah. do it, I dare you thing is just... I'm sure there are people who are that tough, but yeah. like, how are you not scared? I know. And also, yeah, as the as the character with the gun... How do you not, like, if someone's walking towards you being like, you're not going to do that? Well, exactly. How like, do you not just, like, like blow a shot into the hip or something? That and, like, <laughs> discovering... Exactly, yeah, just, like, shoot them light. Right. Uh, discovering in through their eyes or something, because you're the expert, you've never fired a gun before, have you? Yeah. That doesn't mean I won't fire a... Like, everybody fires it for the first time right. at some Sometime. point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's that's like a very small issue. That's it's it's a little it's a little bit of a trope, I think. Yeah. We didn't actually see him take the gun from her, but he does hold her hostage, and then Sneaky Pete rescues her, and so he kind of develops a bit of a bond with her. Totally. And throughout the episode, they're kind of trying to figure out who this guy is, and you know, through they stop off at the the mom's house, and he's like, "Well, I'm gonna go next door and ask," and she's like, "Why are you going next door?" And he's like, "Well, I'm not gonna go talk to someone who wouldn't lie, ste or who who wouldn't care about lying, ste stealing, or." cheating which just him. kind of exposes the fact that he's an expert like he's a con man himself totally so he, he knows some of the tricks so we get to see him kind of work uh, you, you get the feeling that the whole season is going to be him getting closer with this family right. and also kind of like working crime from the inside without telling them any of his history right and so i wrote down at what point is one of these characters and i thought to myself probably the teenage daughter because mm -hmm. she's always the wisest in these right, shows yeah 
at what point is somebody going to get wise to him and realize he's not who he says right. he is? He's not the police officer brother, for no, sure. No, exactly. He's a moron. And then in, in the final scene, he's out in the barn, and Margot Martindale, who plays grandma, comes out to, to collect the eggs or something yeah. so the foxes don't get them. And she says comes in here and uh, just uses up what doesn't belong to him. And you realize she knows that he's not Peter. Right. And that was pretty impactful. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, she makes she makes a big uh, fox in the hen house reference. Mm-hmm. Like a literal, like, we better make sure none of these foxes get in here and take all our eggs. Yeah. 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 So, and that's another interesting take. And you could tell it right off the beginning because she offers him lemonade and he is like kind of about to take the lemonade and the dad right. says no pete hates lemonade you're right yeah and oh. and i feel like that's supposed to be a big like yeah obviously and he's like thank god i didn't put it together yeah that's so interesting yeah so i i don't know i felt like it's it's going to be extremely difficult i don't know why he was gone for 20 years yeah. why the original guy he was in jail. He was in jail for 20 years. Maybe he killed somebody. I don't think he was in jail. They don't know he was in jail. No, I know. But they're wondering where he was. But, for- but Giovanna Rubisi didn't tell his dad he was in jail either. Right. I don't know. People just disappear. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Why isn't Gio- Giovanni Rubisi a huge movie star? Yeah. That I mean, guy is such a good actor. Well, I think he's had... He's kind of like... Um, He's done some crazy shit. He's a Scientologist too. Oh, is he? Although I can think of a a few huge movie stars who are Scientologists. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Apparently he's done like really crazy things. Like someone told me a rumor of him like trying to method act as like special needs person. Oh. (laughs) So like literally like walking around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So stuff like that. I think he he just kind of has a bad rap, but but I think he's a great actor. He's a really great actor. and I thought I, he was great in this because it was like a little bit lighter and not as batshit crazy. Well, you or and I have been talking about that a lot, about all of the really dour, every bit of 60-minute dramas we've been watching yeah. lately. And this is a drama, but like it's fun. It's peppy. It's totally. exciting. It, it has some heart. You know that he definitely. loves the f- Like you can tell how much he really appreciates the family. Oh, he's going to grow to like them even more, and that's going to make the, the outburst even more dramatic. Yeah. It was kind of like an adult agent Cody Banks. It was yeah. like, oh, this is like a fun mission where we're running through an exciting uh, casino, horse race casino, and there's guns out, and yep. it's fun. You get to see uh, Brian Cranston as the villain at the end, and you know that he just loved every minute. He was kind of throwing like a, well, uh, what about if I just uh, killed your brother? Yeah. Like, I'm going to chop off his finger. Yeah. And he was kind of doing like, putting like a little accent on it. He too, plays a maniac. So yeah, he was loving it. He created the show. Okay. Uh, Sneaky Pete is his childhood nickname. Oh, it's his childhood. It was nickname. his childhood nickname. Okay. Uh, Brian Cranston. He wrote and produced this show, and he's credited as a guest star in it. But he appears in every episode. Really? Of Sneaky Pete. Wow. Which is kind of fun. And That's so really I, cool. I assume probably always in some kind of epilogue context to propel the the drama for yeah. for Marius. That's awesome. But yeah, he's like basically Marius owes him a debt, and uh, uh, Brian Cranston's scary. Yeah, he's like he'll he's like one of those uh, smile wide mob bosses who right. will charm you until you're That's dead right. on the floor. Why isn't the show kind of a bigger deal? I don't know, man. It's I think in, I think people like it. I think they do. I mean, it's still early. It's yeah. only had one season. The second season just started. The first episode premiered in August of 2015. Right, and then the season didn't begin for a year and a half. Right, 
which is wild. So the second season's starting now. So there's enough out now that it's picked up some steam. Maybe it's starting to get some traction. I want... A- I'm going to say right now, I give it my ass. I want to watch more of it. Totally give it my ass. I think it's really, really great. Yeah. I thought it was really exciting. I was a little bored at first, and then I realized I'm not bored at all. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> this is enjoyment. Yeah. This is so nice. What is this happy feeling I have? When he steals that guy's watch, when he's like, uh, he takes the guy's wallet, and then he like shakes his hand, and he takes his watch right off his wrist. Yeah. When you used to see that in the movies, I used to struggle with that. I was like, come on. Mm-hmm. But then I saw Darren Brown do it in those illusion videos I've been watching. Yeah. It's a thing people do. If there's enough distraction happening. Yeah. And they, yeah it is about distraction. That's right. Yeah. If you're like feeling eight different things, then you don't notice the the feeling on the on the wrist. Did you find it kind of strange how warmly the family welcomed him back after 20 years? Like, I mean, yeah. he's their family. And so they might be like, well, family comes first. It's great to have you back. But they're like very familiar with him. Like the cop. Yeah. The cop brother. Yeah. Like he like... Gives him a great big hug, and yeah. he's like buddying around with him. I just didn't buy that. It'd I know. be awkward. It would be awkward, and no one rec- like no one is like this. Doesn't look anything like you. Like no one's seen anything. He does. They're not asking for any pictures. Right? They must they're have old pictures. For, of he's like an insurance Pete. like investigator. Couldn't they ask him questions and also like Google him? <laughs> yeah, you would think. You, you would know think they all would... of these things. That's kind of a little. And little then bit find of a, a picture of the real Pete and see. Oh, that's our Pete. Right. I know. That's definitely Pete. Yeah. Um, it is interesting that he was friends with him. So he actually knows the real Pete. I will say, uh, if you if you want to see if this show is for you, Amazon, in their infinite wisdom, puts all of their pilots on YouTube. Right. You can watch the whole 55-minute Sneaky Pete pilot on YouTube. You watch it all on YouTube. In HD. Awesome. And it's, it's very, very exciting. And I think you might get hooked. Sweet. So I give him my S. Totally. Me too. Okay. A couple well, S's for Sneaky, Sneaky Pete. Pete. Definitely not for Rise. <laughs> Unfortunately. Just the presence of Rise is amusing me I how know. bad it is. I don't really have any Will Smith trivia. Oh, we didn't talk about uh, the cheaty thing. Oh, yeah. Tell that story. My sister. That's how we'll go out. My sister somehow. Okay. So Sweets and I are big Good Place fans. Of course. Uh, one of the main characters on that cheaty uh, is... He worked in New York. He might be from New York originally. I'm not sure. But anyway, he works at a used to work at a theater that my sister worked at, or at least acted at. Um, and apparently on Friday, they like got together, like him and my sister and their friend, and jammed for hours. They just hung out with Cheaty. And my, my sister's like, he's so cool. He wants us to like send him a couple tracks and so he can jam on it Maybe and i said be... hang on i'm gonna text everyone i know yeah, you did the coolest thing ever and i'm I, like i i'm not shy about saying that that is so awesome Maybe she'll permanently be in a band with cheaty that would be so cool and they'll get really big and i'll interview them that you could do that yeah and they'll, they'll play on mix 96.5 maybe it'll be considered cancon it probably would yeah I mean, maybe. With one sister. Canadian member? Well, the rules are, it's Maple. So, uh, who wrote the music? Who is right. the artist? Who produced it? And who wrote the lyrics? M-A-P-L. Right. If you have two of those four criteria Canadian, uh, you are considered CanCon. Gotcha. Okay. So, that would be if she wrote the music and sang. Yeah. Cool. Man. Anyway, that was like the coolest story all week for me. Yeah. I would say trust Cheaty, never trust Will Smith. I agree with that. Yeah.